0: Hi everybody. Hello. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm Nick with my podcast. It's what I do sometimes about once a week now. Keeping that regular. Glad about that. Thanks to everyone who is tuning in. I appreciate it. And, uh, I might've done this later earlier in the week. I don't, I don't know. I. I don't know. Um, if I would have pulled it off, but basically what happened last week was, um, last Friday, uh, a lot of us in a certain circle of musicians, music fans, um, country music fans, rock music fans, uh, friends, people who've known him a long time, we heard, um, that our friend, Dallas Good uh, had uh, had um he passed away he died and i didn't really write anything down i just thought i would acknowledge that at the at the beginning of this podcast and frankly it might wind up being the entirety of the podcast because Dallas uh was just a very very special person, maybe. Very likely, because <laughs> I don't have the largest, most diverse listenership. And I'm not talking about diverse, you know, in the hiring sense. I just mean I think it's a pretty savvy group who who knows good stuff. And Sa- the Sadies and all of Dallas's projects were were really good stuff. He he played with the Meekons. like he was in the Meekons. He was in he he did albums with. They did albums with Andre Williams, with John Doe from X. Uh, it really goes on and on. They were an incredible group that was one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Um, they have so many amazing records. Um, him and his brother Tra- Travis were incredible together. Sean Dean and Mike Belitsky, the bassist and drummer, were just amazing. Just really amazing musicians. Dallas was probably the first person I ever heard... Uh, I think he probably introduced me to Lee Hazelwood's music. He would sometimes cover Lee Hazelwood songs. He came from a musical family. Growing up, I was as soon as I started going to shows in Toronto, and it was really young, like thirteen or so. And uh, with my friend Andrew, who uh, I, I'm in a band with, and I've, I've been in other bands with, uh, he he was just um, present. And he was a bit of an ideal because he was just really good at music. He was open, but he also knew what he liked and what he wanted. And he was into really old forms of music, but in in kind of a a heady, trippy way, which was was really, literally cool. He was just impossible to think that he wasn't a a cool dude. (laughs) It was very inspiring to me. And he was so nice to me. He was so kind. I, I got to see him in November at a, at a birthday party. We had a wonderful evening, all of us together. A, a bunch of his, you know, o- oldest friends and compatriots. and um, It was just very lucky that I got to, to have that, that we all got to have that. And... I mean, I've talked about loss on this show before. It's been a central theme or an underlying theme. Can something be central and underlying at the same time? If you know the answer, please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. But it's worth acknowledging people. It's worth talking about them. And frankly if it's not being done in a way that prevents you from going on with your life, it's it's really important to keep them in mind, to always keep them in mind. So this may not be the only time I, I, I talk about Dallas. And look, I, I didn't see him all the time, but... And, and I know a lot of people have the same story, but I was... I did see him since I returned from Los Angeles. I saw the Sadies even when they were in Los Angeles. I've seen them probably in Austin. I mean, a lot of people have these same stories. And we always had fun times. I always learned about music from Dallas. Um, Whether it was from just like watching him play or from talking to him or sometimes just from if I see him hear a, get see him get interviewed and learn something i don't know um <sighs> i wasn't i i wasn't planning on brushing past this and moving on to whatever I was going to talk about tonight, but I also didn't know that I would get on this microphone and be really unable um to talk or think about anything else uh Which is how I'm feeling right now. I can't imagine changing the subject unless it's in an ADHD way where suddenly I start talking about, you know, Lee Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra and what is that solo that sounds like a bagpipe in the middle of sand, Call Me Sand, or what the analogy, what the symbolism of uh, summer wine is all about. But beyond (laughs) that... uh. I I don't um know uh h- how I could talk about anything else because today which is almost a week after it it, it, it the, the news hit I uh am finally feeling a bit more together to just do regular things and and uh it was um and by regular things I mean wash it it's just really uh hit me a bit hard and and i think that that just is it's a testament to the to the impact that he had on my life both as as a friend as as and this sounds so terrible as a supporter you know like he he made me feel good about what i was doing you know, whether it was music or, or comedy and and that meant a lot to me from someone I respected so much from age thirteen on and all the other guys in his band too and and all of his surroundings so i've made so many friends i've had so many relationships strengthened just because we had him in common and Really, just says a lot. It says a lot that everyone from, and it's not about celebrities at all, but like Patty Smith to, you know, the Jayhawks who produced uh, one of the one of the Jayhawks produced a Sadie's album a long time ago to um, Kurt Vile. You know, they're they're all people who have been touched and, and hurt by this. So, it's quite a universal thing, as well as like. All of the OG (laughs) Toronto musicians Um, who knew him when, so to speak. Uh, But I spoke with my friend AL, who has been on the podcast quite a few times. Today we spoke, and he was so helpful. And, you know, AL has history with Dallas as well. Ale was in a band years ago called Herschel Savage and the American Flag. And before that, he was in a band called Mower Queen. Dallas recorded Mower Queen. He didn't really know them. This is 1995 or something. They were just like a bunch of teenagers making indie, like indie super chunk K records, merge records kind of music. And he was like, yeah, I'll record you. You guys are cool. And then AL had a band called Herschel Savage and the American Flag that was like, you know, Bay City Rollers pop, kind of. And it had a great band, and Dallas, Dallas wanted to play with them. And um, if, you, if you go to his Medusa Editions Instagram, he posted some awesome pictures from um, some of the stuff he did with Dallas back then but but he was talking to me about turning grief and and if i can say al also uh lost his dad not not too long ago and mine passed uh passed away in late 2015 and he was telling me about the importance of trying to turn your grief into self-care, which is, is not my style. If I'm worried, it's cookie time. It's everything time. Anything that will make me feel some sort of physical relief. But I think that that can, that relief can also be had by, and probably in a more satisfying way by just doing things like this and expressing myself, and taking care of myself, and taking care of each other. Especially this week, now there's some kind of horrible activities in in the Ukraine. It's just pretty unfathomable. But what's fathomable these days? The depths are deep. So... If this has you down, something else has you down, you know, trying to use that hurt to strengthen yourself somehow seems like a good goal, and I hope I can hang on to those words. Words, words, words? Yes, words. And he also said... Something along the lines of you know may your spirit may their spirit be a blessing and and I think that's something to remember is just to have had these people in our lives um, is a good thing, which is why it hurts when something happens, but gratitude. Is a must, which I think is a coffee song. It's a pretty good reggae song. Gratitude is a must. And and speaking to my friend, another friend I was messaging with said something similar where he said he was trying to turn a corner and just being grateful to have had him in his life. And, um,. That is how I feel. I'm in pain for a lot of the um, people in his life who I know loved him so much, whether his wife, his his family, you know, his extended family, which is another thing A.L. mentioned was that people like Dallas um, in his life and in my life, not to speak for him, this is quite a lot about A.L., (laughs) tonight. Uh, I'm sort of stealing ales, valor. Uh, They're like an extended family. And and that was how I, I, I viewed him. He was always the cool guy at the record store, Dallas. He was always... It wasn't that I expected less than I always got from him, but I was always... Again, just so taken aback at how just frickin' classy with me he was. And, I mean, it, it, it's sad to think there won't be, uh, there's, it, it is the end of an era with with him. I I, I don't know if this is all too... Personalized in my own beliefs but when i there was a time when i thought the sadies were like the be-all and end-all of of toronto music this is like the late 90s into the early 2000s they were just weaving psych country they had this amazing guitar tone going on that was like kind of like shadowy men on a shadowy planet but it was, it, it, it had a lot more. They were able to dig it into Ennio Morricone, am I even pronouncing that right, uh, territory, which they used really well. There was a soul singer named Andre Williams who they did a, uh, an album with, and they played at the Elma combo with Andre Williams, and it was so sinister. They completely altered his sound from sort of rambunctious soul into this other thing. That was a little menacing, and it it was pretty amazing. And I got to see them at a booze can called the Matador, really famous late night spot in Toronto, with Nico Case years ago. I mean, there are just so many memories. And um, they had New Year's shows that were really all all nighters. They just kept playing. They did. I think they did multiple sets. I just had a few of those. And. There's a lot of write-ups. Brad Wheeler in the Globe and Mail wrote a nice one. and um, Just seek them out. There's a great playlist of, of Sadie's songs at WFMU. And I know this is a hard time for everybody, and obviously not just because of this. This is a, ultimately personal for me and anyone else who loved the guy. Love we did, but uh, it just can be rough going all around. So try and keep your head up, try and take in art, let it shape yours. Listen to Eric's Trip, <laughs> listen to Elevator, listen to Favorite Colors by the, the Sadies. Good Flying Day. There's a uh, a WFMU playlist that that's awesome. Um I think on my Twitter I retweeted it. Um and it's all Sadie's songs for a few hours. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the band. Lots of good footage on on uh on on YouTube. And uh what can I say? Please uh Uh, You know, uh, tell your friends you love them when you can, when it feels appropriate. Um, Hold them close. Value them. (laughs) They're your friends because they value you. Uh, Take care of yourself hope to talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening.